Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Gar and I'm here with Paul. How are you doing? And this week we are going to do, I was going to do what I do every week because I'm going to do something a little bit different. I Shut know. up Gar, you fucking sap. I also sap. found that I was introduced in the same way. You sap. I was, my tone was the same with every intro. Yeah. But that's, there's a slight bit of nerves. Do you reckon you'd be nervous, do you? Oh, no, when I'm introducing them, yeah, because really? I'm not good at that. But boy, don't be nervous, you just delete it. I'm not nervous, just <laughs> like, I mean, there's like a, a slight bit of apprehension or something. No, right. So, a, yeah. a smidge of anxiety. Yeah, just, I don't know, red light syndrome. Okay, all right. The yeah. red light goes on. Podcast with me, oh. me Gar Podcast. <laughs> exactly. Welcome. Oh, yay! <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. Now I do. There's a little bit of that there, obviously. Uh, this week we're going to do uh, non singers who sang. Non singers who sang. Yeah, people yeah. who had careers before. They, well, now I'm sure some of them had singing careers before they went into acting. But these, loads of them. These are ones that surprised everybody. Yeah. So these are like people with musical output that you wouldn't expect. Essentially. Yes. Exactly. Uh, let's go straight into it. Then who is your first one? Eddie Murphy. Fuck. Eddie Murphy was more into music before he was yeah, a he comedian. Was, yeah. He done like a lot of uh, club stuff where yeah. back in the day you would do comedy and you do songs. And yeah, you, yeah. That's his love. Yeah. Like his love was was that. But yeah. uh, obviously. Being an absolutely unbelievably good comedian, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna move. And a fucking mentalist, he's mad, but he's mentalist, very interesting guy. First transvestite I ever heard of. I didn't know what. Yeah, yeah, I remember I was a kid. Remember, I was like, was like, Eddie Murphy got called a transvestite. Man, what's a transvestite? Shut up, you. That's the first transvestite I ever heard. Not transsexual. I don't know. I can't remember. I don't think they did they exist back then. Uh, yeah, absolutely. No, like, like in real life, but absolutely. like in Cabra in the eighties. Absolutely, did it. Like, was it talked oh, about Cabra? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, it didn't happen in Cabra. But when Eddie people saying those, picked up a mutt in Cabra. <laughs> no, I'm saying were people talking about transsexuals uh, in Cabra in the 1980s? I doubt it. Everybody was just a fucker transvestite. That's what it was. I understand what you mean. That was the in blanket Ireland, statement. Knew, sorry, yes. no, no. The blanket mean. statement was in Ireland. Yeah, transvestite. Absolutely. I don't know what it was that he was with. One you might know. You were the one who picked them. Um, that's not what we're talking about anyway. Fuck's sake. 1985, he released a song. Party all the time. I, I love this fucking I song. It. I absolutely love this yep. song. I think it's really, really, really well written by Rick James. <laughs> it is written by Rick James. And the kind of story about it is kind of slightly interesting. So we'll go into it. Um, he always wanted to do music. He had a lot of hard, hard time convincing people that he was ever going to do music. Yeah. So he's hot off Beverly Hills. Um, so ni- this was in 1985 he'd done Beverly Hills Cop mm. in 1984 and he was just the, the house name yeah. and he'd also done like I think Raw and stuff like that you know what I mean his, his, Nowhere to Run or whatever as well. he'd done a bunch of stuff no but like the, the, oh, the, the Delirious comedy, and Raw and all yeah, that yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, see what didn't work didn't work for him was the fact that A he was a comedian and B he had already released a song called um, oh Jesus what's it called Boogie in your butt. Something like that, yeah. Some silly, yeah. stupid, yeah. and people are like, no, yeah. no, no, no. He, he done a, an interview recently where he explained he was supposed to be on, what was the American version of Live Aid? Like, We Are The World. What was that called? We Are The World. Was, was, it, was that the American yeah, one? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Let them know the, it's Christmas time. Is that the no, American that's, one? No, no, no. Oh, I don't fucking We know. are the world. We are the people. We are yeah. the children. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so apparently. That's Michael Jackson instead yes. of Bono, basically. Yes, yeah. yeah. So apparently he was in the same studio recording. It could have been this song or a song, while this was being recorded as well. And he bumped into Stevie Wonder. Really? And Stevie Wonder was like, come on here, man, jump in on this. Like, we'd love to have you. And he was like, no, I'm doing my own song. So he missed out on being, <laughs> he missed out. He was like, that would have gotten the credit he yeah, needed. Yeah, exactly. But he was like, uh, he was like, that sounds like bullshit. 
and he didn't do it. He was like, no, I'm doing fucking party all the time instead. And went into the room and he says it himself, it's one of the biggest mistakes he ever made. Yeah, and yeah. then he went, the, another mistake he made regarding Stevie Wonder is he got a lot of backlash when he slagged Stevie Wonder mm. on his stand-up. Like, he, apparently he got fucking and tore Bill, apart. And Bill Cosby, he, he got a lawyer for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, now, in, in fairness, Stevie Wonder said he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. thought that was gas. Yeah. Yeah. And still invited him on to do other stuff for exactly. him. You know what I mean? Like, after this. So... Um, this could be the second. This actually, Steve, you wonder. I think it's going to pop up again. He is going to pop up is again. He? In, Good. in the most Good unlikely yeah. of people. So, so Rick James took took Eddie Murphy on. Goes right another super gonna, freak. Super freak. <laughs> 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 a bit of da joke. Have a da joke. A funny, interesting story about party all the time. It's got a famous video where I, I've I've heard it being called a video where everybody is into the song in the video more than anyone was when it came out like they're really like everyone in the studio yeah. and he strolls in because no he's Eddie Murphy he strolls yeah, he's getting paid mad money to be there yeah and, and it's one of those studio videos that were popular in the 80s where it shows up from the control room but one of the funny story about that was there was a white guy that shows up at the control room at the very end of the video and I remember seeing him going who's that lad it was Les Garland who owned MTV yeah and the reason he's in the video was Rick James had called him out for being a racist really for not putting, um, it might have been Super Freak. He was Super Freak. Uh, 1981, he refused to put Super Freak on the uh, on MTV. He mm. said it was a bit too... Too risque. Too risque for him. So they made up and Garland turned up to the studio to get oh, a bit of street cred back. And this was going to be on MTV anyway. Mm. So, yeah. Um, what happened was he was only supposed to do one song with Rick James. And he flew into Buffalo, New York. And it was an instantly a snowstorm where they got locked in for two weeks. Sorry. So... Apparently, that's where Eddie Murphy learned a massive amount about production of music. Yeah. So then he went on to stand. He was trapped. Yeah. yeah, basically trapped in that. And he did uh, loads of loads of stuff mm. from then. Um, like, most of the songs on the album, eventually, Eddie Murphy admitted, Rick James wrote that, and he wrote yeah. nearly everything else that he did on that. But that, again, that's commonplace now, but back then it would have been frowned yeah. upon. Yeah. And the banger Rick James off that song. And he didn't just produce it, he 100% wrote yeah, that. He's in it. Now, yeah, yeah. yeah like, it's cool for Eddie Murphy to go, like, oh, oh, no, I wrote that. Yeah, I don't know. He probably wrote the lyrics because the lyrics are garbage. Of course they are. They're just about, like, partying all the time. No, <laughs> yeah, partying all the time. But the lyrics are about, like, I've got loads of money. I can provide you with it. And mm. you're still going out and riding other fellas. Okay, that's a, okay, fantastic lyrics. Super. Yeah, brilliant. Um, it, it, weird song about this is it kind of opened the door to a lot of other singers to have a bit more balls to go out and, or sorry, uh, actors to go out and do a song. Absolutely. So after this, a year later, Don Johnson had mm. a song, Heartbeat. Remember. Heartbeat nearly made it onto this playlist, but there was two songs called Heartbeat and we'll get to the second Heartbeat song later. Don Johnson? Remember the fucking suits, the rolled up arms and all? Yeah. Jesus but that's my, not Elfle, my old man yeah. still wears a suits like that. No way. No mess. My photos of him wearing all the Don Johnson gear. Like, like grey, like light-headed grey suits with like speckled with black. But now with the, the sleeves. Really? Oh, the whole spine, oh, lad. The whole spine. All open. Not a blade of hair on my dad's chest. And it's all the way down to the belly button nearly. And he's, he's not trying to be like ironic but my Elfle doesn't even know what iron he is. <laughs> <laughs> he just thinks that this this is the, what kill people wore, and they still and do to this day. <laughs> and they still my, do. My Elwin has to dress him so you're not wearing that fucking suit. You're not no wearing way. that suit. Still there. Yeah. You should, you should yeah. let him out. Yeah, no, one night can't. I'll, I'll borrow it on his birthday. I'll do. It. I'll wear it for my birthday. <laughs> yeah. So a year later, Don Johnson had that heartbeat song, which was a really good song. That got to like number five. Then Bruce Willis went, "Fuck, I'm gonna have a go with that." A year later, Bruce, Bruce Willis released Bruce Willis. Uh, "Respect Your, Respect Yourself," which. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, obviously you didn't. That's <laughs> not a good song. Yeah, then we got that under the boardwalk. When you do that. Yeah, of course, it's a fucking cover though. Yeah. And um, he had he had like a song called Harmonica Man or something as well. I think. Yeah. So, Jesus so uh, I think I think Eddie Murphy to this day has four or five albums. He released a song in 2013 called Red Light Snoop Lion, a reggae song. Do remember? Do you remember that song? Just remember. Do you remember Snoop, Snoop, Snoop Lion? Lion? I remember general. Snoop Lion, but do you, rem- do you remember that song with Eddie Murphy? No, of course not. It's another one they were just recording in the studio because as much as Eddie Murphy is an actor and a comedian, I don't think he really wants to make videos where he has to act in the video because yeah. he knows that's a step too far. Yeah. That's one step too far. Eddie Murphy's also got songs uh, he did on Shrek and uh, another one of his films as well. So he has got... He, does, he has a bit of He pedigree, does jump yeah. into the studio yeah. when, when he can because yeah. it's, it's his first love. Of course. So uh, party all the time. I love this song. It's a silly, stupid song from the 80s. It's clearly just someone showboating, of course, mm-hmm. a little bit, a little bit out of our comfort zone in terms of, not their comfort zone, but what the public will allow. Yeah. And the public hated it. Of course they did. Uh, no one knew what to make of that. It's just got a bit, um, it's just got a bit of, uh, Grand Theft Auto obviously gave it a boost, Vice yeah. City, and then uh, there's a, there's a cl- football club in um, Scotland that have made it their official song and they Fuck sing it. Off. I think it's St. Johnston, St. Johnstone, St. Johnston uh, have made party all the time. They sing it at the, at well. the, at the matches. That's a resource, another resurgence in it. Wow. But uh, party all the time, man. That's my first one. It's an absolute banger. It's uh, who's your who's your first one? Uh, my first one is Clint Eastwood. He's on the Unforgiven soundtrack. Is that right? Uh, well, this is where it gets interesting. So Clint Eastwood started off his life wanting to be a singer. Um, he's a very, very accomplished pianist. Sheha, is he? yeah, Sheha. I would have said banjo for some reason. No, pianist, um, Sheha. So he originally wanted to be a musician. Um, he has a degree in music theory. Right? He had that before. That's, any he, acting. that's, that's hard enough, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, I, did, I did up to grade two. Not, not, uh, not fucking actual exams. But yeah. I studied myself to grade two. Yeah. And even by then it starts getting I done grade two really as well. hairy. And it was garbage. Yeah, really I, what was hairy. Going on. I passed it. I don't know how I passed it. It's, it's, it's at that stage of grade two where it starts bringing in rules that <laughs> you don't understand. Yeah. Well, this is the way it is. Except... If this. Yeah. It's maths. Like, yeah. Oh. maths. Yeah. Sound it's like, maths. It's like German grammar. That's fine. Except if it's this. Yeah. You're like, oh, so they're learning another yeah. 10 rules. No, the dog is a man. What? Exactly, yeah. yeah. The dog yeah. is a piece of furniture, but he's also <laughs> yeah. a female yeah. uh, <laughs> synonym, pronoun, yeah. whatever. If the like, sofa face is south, it's female. <laughs> yeah. And if, yeah, yeah, exactly. So he has a degree in music theory. Um, he wants to play piano. And... Uh, he has a massive, apparently like world class collection of LPs. He's a mad audiophile. Really? Has this like super, super fucking like a uh, hi fi system. And um, he mostly collects jazz and country and western. They're his two babies. I think jazz is his first love, but he loves the. Well, I think if you have loads of records, you have to be into jazz, don't you? Yes. Weird. No, I'm not saying that. What I mean is, if you've a, if, let's say you picked a random person up to the street and it turns out they had forty five thousand records, it's jazz. They're into jazz. Yeah, it's jazz. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I could so, have guessed the country, all right. Yeah, the country and western. He really, really liked because uh, that's kind of what he grew up. He wanted to play like um, honky tonk stuff, and uh, there was another name for honky tonk. Hate that song piano, but yeah. yeah, exactly. But there's a slower version of it. Stonky Thump. I don't, <laughs> I don't know what it was called, but he wanted to play that. Psycho Willie Stump. Yeah, exactly. Uh, his first album. His own first album came out in 1959, and it was called Cowboy Favorites. So that's him singing country and western stuff. So what he used to do, um, he he first got famous from uh, being on Rawhide, 
Okay, the TV show, Rawhide, yeah, exactly, which we got famous from the Blues Brothers to us, to our generation. Yeah. Rawhide was a big deal. I used to watch Rawhide on TV. Um, it was old as fuck back then. Don't worry, I'm not that old. But it used to be on like a Sunday <laughs> it afternoon. It was already old. It was old as fuck. And uh, so I used to watch Rawhide as well. Clint Eastwood became famous via Rawhide. But in between sessions, um, filming sessions on Rawhide, he had a little group. And what they would do is they'd go to rodeos and fun fairs and stuff like this and play gigs. Well, well, be, well uh, on filming, like yeah, well, yeah, we're on a break. We've got two days. We'll be recording yeah, this yeah. fucking, you know, Indian fucking uh, uh, horse chase fucking scene. We don't need you for a couple of days. So he'd pack up. He had a little group of lads, and they'd fuck off and they'd do uh, uh, county fairs, uh, fun fairs, rodeos, this kind of stuff. And they would do where Clint Eastwood fucking sings country and western songs. And apparently, he was making more money doing those appearances than he was from Rawhead. He was making up to fifteen thousand dollars a session. No doing way. the fun fairs and all. He was, he was, he My was country fun. music is yeah, good dollar and that. Exactly. He was killing it. Now, he still kept on doing his music and all this kind of stuff. But um, when he started directing his own movies, he went to Warner, who puts out most of his yeah. the movies that he directs and writes and stuff like that. And they gave him his own imprint, his own imprint record label. So what, what is an imprint? Uh, imprint would be like a subsidiary. So right, okay. Uh, if you if you went to uh, pick a record label, Geffen. Right. right. So say you're in a decent band and you're like you are, you're able to convince Geffen that you've got an ear. Yeah. I can find some cool bands. Give me oh, fucking yeah, okay. Helmet Records. I don't have to come to you every exactly. Fucking two. So they'll give you a budget yeah. and all the slip of shit. And as long as you stay within your budget and you release records on time and don't act the bollocks, Geffen are more than happy for you cool, to yeah. use their their channels to put out records. So they gave him his own imprint on Warner. It's called uh, Malpaso Records or something like that. Malpasa, Malpaso Records, something like that. And um, because of this then, he started... Malpaso start com- Records. Exactly. Malpaso. Um, turn up head. And he started... <laughs> <laughs> he started... Uh, but he started composing again. So he ended up writing loads of theme songs for the movies he was in. So there's been t- movies that he's composed the entire score for as well. Well. Wow. Like, in, in their entirety. Wow. And because he has this imprint, then he gets to release the records oh, to the okay. highest quality audio. So he signs standards. on, he goes, by the way, the soundtrack's <coughs> coming through me. Exactly. No, so no question about he it. He composed the score for Mystic River, Million Dollar Baby, Flags of Our Fathers, and a bunch more. I thought he just did a couple of tunes on that. No, no, he, he has, this, all the, he has right. a singy fucking run the cowboy fucking bullshit. Uh, paint, uh, paint your wagon red and all. He's done loads of songs oh, on nice. those. But uh, yeah, he's an actual composer. But um, in a couple of years ago, he was an, awarded an honorary doctorate of music from Berkeley College. And he's 89 years of age. Man. So fucking, he started off with a degree in music theory and ended up with an honorary doctorate of music from Berkeley, like the most prestigious music college in the world, probably. Yeah, um, it is. no, it is. Absolutely yeah, is. I tried to get into it years ago. Ma wouldn't let me. Loads of stories about me. Ma I did. Let me um, do things. I did an online cor- one of their free online courses where they try and when you finish, they go, "Now why don't you sign up for a yeah, real yeah. online course?" I tried. I tried to go there. It's Fifteen grand, two thousand and one, and then it was then the fucking playing thing, the bad oh, playing thing happened. The bad playing. Me ma thing. was like, "I'm not going anywhere." And I ended up going to one here in Ireland instead of Berkeley, which is now crack. Pulse? Yep. Should I have mentioned that? Uh, yeah, sorry. It's a, it was a different animal back then than it is now. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it's, it's worn, I put it all out. Uh, th- listen, this song I picked... That's a lot more than I knew about him. Yeah, yeah. I knew he was mad in the music and I knew he, he liked writing music, but I didn't know this much until I went into it. Now, this the song I picked is called Claudia's Team. And uh, that's literally all I can tell you about it. I, I, I'm not going to go out my fucking way. It's from the Unforgiven soundtrack. Um, I think that's when he start writing bits and pieces. 
four soundtracks would have been around Unforgiven. What I did find out was that he bought the rights. This is weird. He bought the rights to Unforgiven in the mid seventies. He bought the script in the mid seventies, and he just stashed it. He threw it in a safe, and he was like, "I'm going to wait till I'm real old." Nice. So he was smart enough about it. Like it absolutely He's comes across as a clever bastard. Very clever. But he was like, right, I'm going to wait now until I'm a bit older. I need to need to have some years. He's a proper film man. He is, yeah. But he realised he had to have a few years under his belt. He was going to play this aged, wizened cowboy. Because yeah, even by the time he's doing the spaghetti westerns, he was sort of almost... He could have faded out by then. Mm-hmm. He could have easily faded out by yeah. then. And he also diversified himself. Like what? Every any which way, but Lewis gave him massive boosts. And the line of fire from I think ninety five with John Malkovich, where he makes the little gun out of wood. Yeah, I love that Remember film. That? Yeah. Remember the cover? It was a great yeah, uh, cover. That towards, in the in the in the circle, the he, scope. He Ooh. would take a bullet for the president. He definitely did. would. Yeah, but or he did someone, in, in that. Some, yeah. some some lad did. Anyway, that was uh, Clint Eastwood. Here's your next one. I'm going to Jacks. Don't make a fucking funny joke. I'm going to go to Jack's like I did the last time. I'll pause it for you. Yeah, make a pause. Don't make it funny. Don't make it little. I'm going to tell you what. I'll go with you. This, by the way, this is our, hold your hand. This is our second podcast and I haven't taken a piss yet. Okay. So I have. Put a funny joke in I'll there. go with you. I'll hold your which, hand. You ready? Which, Let's which, go. to be fair, was quite funny. I don't remember. I was you don't drunk. remember. Real what? drunk. You little, left a little joke about me needing to piss off. I don't a little. I remember doing a little. You but have, I don't remember what I you said. You have marginally less pisses than me in this. Slightly. Yeah, so. Slightly. Let's go. Come on, I'll hold your hand. And we're back. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel after that slash? Well, that was just one normal piss, so if I don't go for the rest of the podcast, I won't need to worry. Just we have to rename this the Lost Piss Podcast, because this is fucking the Art of Pissing Podcast. Well, you're on your second, I'm on my fourth, that's all I'm saying now. Yeah, but so what? <laughs> right, my next one is Tracy Lords. The song is Control from 1995. Mm. I have to be very careful about how I introduce Tracy Lords. so I think it's maybe... One of these trigger warning jobs? Not really, but yeah, kind of. So I will just say this. Tracy Lords was an adult film star who wasn't an adult. When she started, yeah. And she retired when she was 18. Yep. Which lets you know that some bad shit happened before yep. then. So she had a fucking awful early life. Yeah. Uh, her, she was uh, molested and impregnated by her Fuck. mother's boyfriend, Woo. who then wanted to get her into nude modelling but had to fake a driver's license for her when mm. she was 15. Proper scumbag. Like, proper Dirt. deep down, absolute dirtbag. Yeah, so she got into that industry until it came out that um, she had been underage for the, the whole two years, or two, two or three years when she was making those films. Fucking hell. And every pornographer had to go and just absolutely scrape everything they, they had, did. get yeah. off the... Yeah. Even though, I mean, she must have clearly looked young, is that just as bad if they look and it? Uh, that's what you're going for? Anyway. I suppose that's what they're aiming for. Anyway. It's good things, hopefully, for Tracy Lords, anyway, by the end of this. Um, she, 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 after all that, she en- enlisted in a, a, an acting school. I don't know if I had the name written down, though, for some reasons there, where she wanted to become a method actor. Now, that didn't happen. <laughs> what? The, what? Nothing. Nothing. What? <laughs> don't. Nothing. You can't. I know. That's why I stop. Stop. Keep you going. Can't. Keep going. I'm just pinching my leg. Um, it's just, I keep reading that sentence. After her departure from pornography, only two days after turning 18. At the that's bright the age chilliest, of 18. That's the chilliest fucking Fucking wizened. Of them all. Grimness. Now, let's talk about... Um, Sex, baby. She, she had a song. She... She kind of did a bit of both acting and music around the same did, time. Yeah, I so that. just once you're in there, you're trying to do both of those things yeah. and see which Anything one. Anything to which get away from getting railed on, like. 
fucking horror. She had a song in the Pet Cemetery too. Uh, what a what a film! It's yeah. Why did they make a second one then? Because <laughs> the first one was middling. So anyway, that led to her getting signed by Radioactive Records and submit uh, released the album called uh, Thousand Fires in 1995. That album was actually received pretty fucking well. It's a kind of dancey techno album. Yeah. So I'd say the producer... That was all the rage back then, though. Yeah, also, I'm not being bad, but when they heard her voice, they went, uh, techno. Of course. <laughs> it's not going to be yeah. Southern Blues. Yes. It's not going to be... Yeah. Uh, a, it's going to be high it's energy not, stuff. It's not going to be gospel. And when we make the video, we know exactly what we're doing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, we know what yeah. we're doing. Now, to be fair to her, right, she was already at that stage now where that life was absolutely gone behind yeah. her. Because if you shoot forward, we'll shoot forward, she was in Tommy Knockers... Mm. Don't make a joke about that either. No, don't tell me. God, there's so many jokes for that alone. Stop. Move then on. She was in Zack and Mary Make a Porno, which yeah. she actually, she, she had just had a kid before Zack and Mary Makes a Porno. And uh, she wanted to, she didn't want to do that film. Because she was just kind of like, I'd love to work with Kevin Smith. I just had a kid and I'd love to not have to go back to work. But she read the script and went, I absolutely love this. I'm just not taking the boobs out for it. So Kevin Smith was like, yeah, that's fine. I get it. That's fine. Garbage film. Don't care. It's not great. It's garbage. I don't... You know, it's, it, that was during the Seth Rogen, annoying Seth Rogen stage where he just go... Garbage. Yeah, it's garbage. Cookie Monster yeah. laughing. It's just... Yeah. Garbage. And I, I like a lot of stuff he's in because it's stupid, but that's garbage. Yeah. But if we shoot back to 95 when she released that 10,000... Or, or, sorry, 1,000 for his album, it had really, really, really poor sales because of really bad graphic design in the front cover as well. It's shit. But it's not a bad little dance album. Mm. I listened through it because I knew this song already because this song is in its instrumental form on the Mortal Kombat soundtrack. Oh, weird. Yeah. And that Mortal Kombat soundtrack is double platinum. Yeah, that's famous. Because it's... For the time, it was good. It's not great now. Yeah, it's famous. And the Mortal Kombat, it's just good. It's 95. We're talking techno and dance and a little bit of house. Yeah. So, that's sort of... I know that she has a song out this year, or last year as well. I went to listen to it. I was like... I'm all good for that. Yeah, it's not, grand. Yeah, but uh, she is actually, you know, like she's just really happy now, and just she just takes roles whenever they can. It's Tracy Lawrence. After that start, there's only really so much you can. It's all uphill, isn't it? It's well, it's all uphill, but it's, there's also <laughs> really there's mean. also only really so far you can go without being like. Will we help out Tracy Lords with yeah. this film and stuff like well, that? Well, listen, anything that happens to you is fucking better than what happened to you. You know what I mean? Jesus, so, man, it's a fucking awful start. This song control is good. Mm. It actually is. It's. It's now like Kylie Minogue around 95, yeah, 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 yeah. but it's it's an attempt. It's a, she had a crack at it. Tracy Lords, she's not wasn't considered a singer, especially when she was that age. Mm. But uh, 1995, a thousand fours. Give it, give the album a quick listen on Spotify. See what you think. For That's probably the best song on it. Some of them are uh, the album are, cover is unreal. It's so cheesy. It's unreal. The, and a million, it's not a million miles away from Britney Spears though as well. The, the album cover, not yeah. really. She's looking well as well, to be fair. Like, no, no comment on that. Who's but your next she, one? She fucking of age then. Fuck, I'm allowed to say it. Jesus Christ. Right, next one is Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah, he's had a few. Christopher Lee. Pops up the music. What a, what a lad. What a fucking lad. Considered the oldest heavy metal singer ever. Yes. If, so, you, if you don't consider... um <laughs> make so many jokes there. It's about time someone got into something when they're old. Oh, oh God, Helmet, stop it. I have to say stuff now. Shut up. 
Go for another piss. Will they get me breath back? No, I don't need another piss. <laughs> right, Christopher Lee. not inflamed right now. <laughs> Christopher Lee died in 2015. 1922 to 2015. The fucker lived, right? Holy Jesus Christ. Uh, so he put out four albums and three EPs. Most of them were metal albums. That's right, yeah. Right. Um, they started off kind of operatic. Yeah. And they start getting into that kind of power metal, operatic metal, and by the end of it, they were just metal albums. His voice suits it. It's like, oh, trolls are attacking the <laughs> I don't even know if he knew what metal was, right? I have this feeling. I get this feeling. I'd say they added the heavy guitars afterwards. I'd say he sang to a harp. Yeah, something like that. A harp and, and a now, bit of, yeah. An electric piano and a harpsichord and a xylophone, and he's giving it the fucking, oh, Now, his songs are all based upon, like, I think like medieval battles and kings and queens and all like they're not necessarily super fantasy. You shall not pass. Yeah, yeah, kind of. That's not even him. Yeah, that's the other fella. <laughs> that's the other lad. Fuck man. Um, Ian McKellen have any metal albums out? No, no. <laughs> uh, what did Sauron say? Um, he said some bad shit, didn't he? Not really. He kind of cried a lot when he's on top of that tower. So you don't really see him for a while. He's on the tower for a good bit. I'll look after it. He says stuff like that. <laughs> this is an awful lot of shit like that. Leave yeah. it to me, and that's it. And then he's like, you're Saruman. Yeah, he's not Sauron, he's Saruman. Yeah. I don't, I've gotten a few things wrong already. It's all right, it's grand. <laughs> to be fair, I was always pissed off that there was a Saruman and a Sauron. That always bothered me. Mate, just start one with an F or something. Give us a fucking break. There's so many of that. Yeah, there's a lot of it going on. So many of that. Yeah. So many of them. Uh, so Christopher Lee, his great-grandmother um, was a very famous opera singer called Marie Carandini. Super famous opera singer. This, this is real fucked up, right? His family history is insane. Insane. He is a name. cousin to Ian Fleming, who wrote all the Bond, Bond novels. Yeah. Every single one of them. He is a relative. The Broccoli Bonds. Yeah, exactly. He is a relative of Robert E. Lee, the Confederate Army commander from the Civil War. As he well. was the good, good guy there, right? No, he's a baddie. Oh, he was the bad one? He's a baddie. Yeah. Was he? Confederate Army commander, yeah. Buddy. Oh, that'll, that'll, yeah. that'll, that'll, that'll <laughs> that gave it away, didn't it? Yeah. That'll do it. Uh, yeah, he, he was a, he's a relative of Robert E. Lee, a cousin of Ian Fleming, and his great mother was Marie Carandini, famous opera singer. If like, we can link him to Snoop Dogg's family. Unreal. Unreal. That's another huge... Betcha, betcha I could. Oh. Betcha I could. Give me, give me an hour on the phone, I'll fucking I'll link it to Snoop Dogg. Yeah. D- d- double yeah, check. Okay, fair enough. Double yeah, check. Um, okay, we're gonna we're gonna do that. We're gonna back actually, in a minute. No, click. no, no. no let, <laughs> let, let the listeners do something like that. Mm. Link, yeah, find, connect uh, Christopher, Christopher Lee to Snoop Dogg, and therefore and all of Snoop Dogg's links. Yeah, win win a lost art sticker that doesn't exist yet. <laughs> you, um, need to, you need to be as quick as Star Wars man getting those stickers <laughs> out. Oh, fucking hell, dirty <laughs> bastards. Um, so four albums, three EPs. Most of them were, uh, were were metal albums. He also narrated loads of audiobooks. That's right. Yeah, a he's got that. The voice is perfect for. Um, yeah, but as, like I said, the albums were originally kind of symphonic, and then they had a little kind of heavy leaning to them early on in them. And I think they were all connected. Like this. Uh, well, if you think about like that kind of music, it does lend itself very well to oh, heavy, big time. Yeah, the, the big pounding drums and absolutely. Uh, so he done. I think he done a two part album called Charlemagne. So this song. What song is it? This song's called Act Three. Um, Act Three, the bloody fucking... What the, what's it called? I have it written down here. Uh, Act Three, the bloody verdict of Verdun. And it's from an album called Charlemagne. But I think he released the Charlemagne 2 part two as well, which continued the story. So he just kind of... He sang history. He was obsessed with, with history. Was this all... Is this not all made up dragon shit? No, no. No, it's all real. 
It's the real people. He's real about. punters that he's singing about, yeah. Oh, yeah. I see in my head he's just singing like, no, Lord of the Rings. No, no, no. I don't think he necessarily had too much of an interest in actual fantasy. Um, I think he might have been one of the only people that actually met Tolkien as well. I think he knew, I think he met him. He's the only person involved in those films that ever actually met Tolkien. Imagine him around the uh, set. What was it like meeting Tolkien? He's also, he was in the army for years as well. He gave uh, advice on what men sound like when they're stabbed to the crew. On uh, on Lord of the Rings, I was going to say in the army. It's like what? Just stab them, don't. What yeah, you but know? apparently there's a noise. Somebody, somebody on set was talking about like what noise? No, should, but in your head, make? like I thought that was his job in the army was giving advice on. No, how no. people sound like when they're no. stabbed. I'm apparently, like, one of the actors who was getting stabbed was like, "What type of noise should I make? Like a big roar, or a grunt, or a whatever?" And he tried it out, and Lee was there. He goes, "That's not what it sounds like." I was like, what do you mean? It, sound, yeah, it sounds, sounds like exactly. So he gave advice on what like being stabbed sounds like. And that's what you hear then in Lord of the Rings. Uh, I don't have a lot more to go on. Uh, it's just very interesting that Christopher Lee, the super famous actor from Lord of the Rings, how we know most people, older than us, but known from like Hammer Horror and stuff like that as well. Uh, yeah. Ah, uh, listen, he the, was great. He's a fucking good lad, but the lad was putting out fucking metal albums at like whatever fucking age he was. Tronty Tr- Hundred. <laughs> Se- several teen years old he was. And uh, he was banging out metal albums. And yeah, still to this day considered to be the oldest heavy metal singer ever. Mm. Next. Alexi Lalas. The American soccer player. All right. Football player. Uh, his real name is... Paniotis Alexander Lalas, because he's uh, hmm. of Greek of Greek origin. Yeah, retired American football player. American football player? American soccer. It's very difficult. Yes. He's it's a football player. He plays football, like plays football. their soccer. Soccer but, ball. For, but, Kick net. But he was uh, the most noticeable player from the American team in the World Cup 94. Remember USA? Jesus, yeah, I do, yeah. Um, he was was that good. in Atlanta? Uh, the American one? Well, it would have been around loads of venues. Venues? Is that not one in hell? I don't fucking know. No, it has to be talking about all around America. Really? Yeah, all the different stadiums. Just trying to sound smart. I have no fucking. I literally yeah. wouldn't know one end of a field from the other one. Like if they had it all in Atlanta, it would have to go on for months. Really? Yeah. So it was all around, okay. all around America. So De- De America. Japan would be playing in Florida. Someone else would be playing somewhere else. Right? Okay. Um, he was the guy with the long red hair and the red beard. Do you remember that guy? That's ringing any bells? Maybe. So Alexi Dallas was that guy, and um. <coughs> He would have been like, he, he only played two two World Cups. 94, you'd, if you're lucky, you're lucky you get to yeah. two, Jesus yeah. Christ. So well, if you're lucky, you get to play one. 94, it, 98, yeah. If you're lucky, you get to go to one. Yeah. I don't forget yeah. about that. Like, um, he's always been mad into rock as well. Um, he did manage a couple of teams that went tits up. Okay. Um, I think he was a director of a football team as well for a while. I didn't really do that well. Um, Alexi Lalas is kind of like, Almost a sort of bit of a kind of in joke with football. Do you remember that guy, the yeah. fucking guy from the World Cup? Because America have notoriously always been shy at football. Yeah, well, it's not a national sport by any means. No, but they'll, and it's also not played on the street. It's also terrifying for them to play in an event called the World Cup that isn't only held in America. That, you know what? See all that World Series and all. I want to set myself on fire. World Series. The world. What other countries only are played? Yeah. The World Series. Get the fuck it's away. The stupidest thing. At least the, the hockey is like the Stanley Cup. Base, baseball. Yeah, b- basketball. World Series is baseball. Baseball. World Series. Yeah. I don't know what the, the what's the basketball one? What's that called? Uh, I, don't I don't know. know. I know. I know oh, that yeah. the the hockey one is the Stanley Cup. At least that's but yeah. But don't call that, it exactly. world anything. Yeah, exactly. You know what? At least all, Super Bowl is 
fair Co- enough. Kind of. Whatever. Yeah. You can still call yeah, it a bowl. The World Series. Super. Get the fuck out the World here. Series is a silly I don't, name. Is there, I know there's teams from like Cuba and all that. I don't know whether they make it into the actual thing, but I think they might, it might be open to them. I think it's best to just stay ignorant and slag it. Let's do that. That's, Let's not justify it. Yeah. Let's just go with it. For a minute there, I was Silly like, fuckers. Maybe they did. No, fucking shut up, Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he was in a band called the Gypsies. Okay. In college. And uh, in 1998, they supported Hootie and the Blowfish. Oof. I only want to be with you. It's funny because the name of this song is called All I Need Is Some Company. Really? His songs are not as bad as you think they are. So Alexi Lalas. Like Google him if you don't know who it is, and you go, right. "Oh, I know that guy." He is the the icon picture used on that very funny Facebook page, USA Soccer Guy. Okay, and you'd like that page. That sounds like it'd be I, I'd be into it. It's funny it. because it's described it's football described as if an American. So it's like instead of a header, they call it he calls it a head kick, and instead of like. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> I think I'm seeing. I think I'm seeing videos like that because yeah. years of watching illegal American streams mm. we got subjected to and even the American World Cup mm. subjected to American sports commentary. commentators oh, garbage, calling yeah. things even I don't know it about football c- calling things the wrong yeah. complete Americanized exactly. version of things exactly like with the sidewinder well, yeah with a sidewinder you mean just, the, the kick yeah yeah exactly and he's he's a tornado punch he's just he's just uh, <laughs> he's just causing equalization exactly what are yeah. you talking about front of the net yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they always call and the first of all the most annoying thing is penalty premier league yeah premier league yeah. premier league yeah. and uh, they call them pks instead of penalty mm. penalty penalty Penos to them would not make any sense at all. Now it's got now American commentators has gotten a little bit better since the money went in there. Of course. And uh, they've realised that Few Bob Fo- Fox Sports has a lot of um English viewers and stuff mm. like that, you know, accessible through to a lot of people will watch it who are from England or Ireland, live in America. Mm. So they had to kind of stop acting the absolute fucking idiots calling it the fucking yeah, like the upside down back kick. <sighs> oh, really? oh. It's the bat kick. <laughs> but the uh, USA Soccer Guy is a page on Facebook you should check it out if you want to laugh. I'll be into that now I'm going to go and get, do that and, uh, they this. use his picture Alexi Lala's mm. picture uh, as the kind of as the, as the guy but um, have a sift through some of his songs he had a very kind of when he first broke out he had a song called Ginger based on presumably his mm. hair uh, in the 90s that wasn't on Spotify anymore because I don't know Maybe was that one of us though was he with Ginger hair who, well no he's Greek so they don't have ginger hair well his dad was Greek his mother could have been Maybe, a, I don't know Northern a lot European of people, or something. yeah yeah actually he's very white and ginger for someone with uh, Greek he's Northern European some yeah. Scandinavian dude oh racist uh, he has seven albums how Scandinavian year. racist I don't know Just loads of them have ginger hair that's where we got it from did we get it from them from the Vikings yeah yeah, yeah it's not a natural Irish thing though I always get, we're just pale I always get, just glow in the dark I get a couple of little red hairs coming out of my beard and destroyed them I get them, get them out do you? probably get them out really? Got, I've got, yeah, well, I'm riddled with them lad it's weird riddled. isn't it? Yeah. whatever fuck it I don't care anymore I'm getting old now the older you get the less you start caring about oh you, you like. care about fuck all to be fair like, yeah right well, Alexi Lalas looks all dashing now he's got that big American jaw and he's got his, 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 he looks like Josh a, a muscle, you know where that comes a from? a muscly Josh Hom you know where that, that uh, kind of traditional Big strong American jaw comes from the steroids that put in the beef. Fuck off. Getting passed onto the humans, yeah. Apparently that's. That can't be good. Apparently that's where it comes from, yeah. Is that what people consider like the classic American Brad Pitt jaw and chin and all this type of shit? Yeah, there's lots of. I mean, if I were a kid, which I probably won't uh, at this age. Unless you steal one. 
Yeah, but we, I can't pass on genes to a stolen child. Rub, rub yourself against them, like in a good way. Like in a good way? Yeah. No. Osmosis of cells. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. I'm not going to have a good job. I don't Sunmosis. Eat, I don't eat steak anymore. Yeah. So. Well, I did for years. Rub it with them Rebel Whoppers on them. Those Rebel Whoppers are good, man. They are. It's grand. No, but when I say it's good, I mean it's as good as a Whopper. Oh, that yeah. That can only be that good yeah. anyway. Yeah, it's garbage food. Now it's garbage food. We can eat. It's fine. Gar- that's what I'm so happy yeah. about. I can, more have, I can have a drunken whopper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Love it. Grant. Uh, that was Alexi Lalas. Some okay. of you will know who he is, some of you won't. But uh, <laughs> I needed to get away from actress for a minute. Yeah. I, I didn't. I, well, I did once or twice. Well, actress is easy. But, yeah. but uh, it's also yeah, still hard enough. Uh, here's the next one. You ready? Yeah. Steven Seagal. Oh, that's right. Steven fucking Seagal. This fucking absolute gambi in his yeah, albums, doesn't he's he? He's a fucking tool, right? A he's an absolute gobshite. But... Also, hashtag don't bash mats. Is he one of them, is he? Of course he is. Yeah, all right. Uh, he's born in Lansing. His favourite his favorite is to bash Asian mats. Really? Oh, he is yes. obsessed with it, yeah. He's the first Westerner to ever open a martial arts dojo in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> Where he only beats up. <laughs> Just, I only, yeah, you, only, you can only come here to learn if you're a board. So we can fucking swing you off the wall. The first lesson yeah. is just kicking the exactly. first, first lesson is how to fall. <laughs> Donkey that lesson. Yeah. The first lesson is sign this NDA. Before you get into Steven Seagal, All my right. favourite thing about Steven Seagal is he has started to do Russian <coughs> and Eastern European yeah. made yeah. movies straight to DVD yep. but they're all using the same Photoshop of his head and putting it onto different yeah. bodies yeah. Yeah. and it's just, just Google. And it's probably 20 years old. Yeah, absolutely. Google, Google Steven Seagal DVD covers from the last few years and it's the same picture of him and it'll be like different sizes. Yeah. Well, he lives, uh, he was granted uh, citizenship by fucking whatever his name is, Putin. Um, so I think he's a Russian citizen now. And um, yeah, I think he might have dual citizenship somehow. I'm not entirely sure. He's a real American he's, then. He's fucking mad. Um, so he's born in Lansing in Michigan, which is a weird place in any way. Um, I've been there a couple of times. an interesting place. Um, he's mad for guitar. Always his whole life, big guitar player. Um, that was always how he kind of chilled out. Um, now, well, not now. For the last thirty years, he's had an awful lot of money, and uh, he started collecting guitars. So he owns I guitars. Guitars. Yeah, exactly. He owns he guitars. Talk? Why does he talk like that? I don't know. Man. I don't know. Looks like he got kicked in the throat. Maybe some motherfucking kicked him in the throat one time. That was the end of it. Hated them forever. Since. Yeah. Uh, so he owns guitars um, that used to be owned by BB King. Bo Diddley, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Howlin' Wolf, Muddy Waters, Jimi Hendrix. The list goes on and on and on. He's literally bought these guys' guitars. This is his fucking thing. So, uh, <laughs> fucking hell. He put out this fucking album, right? <laughs> he put out this album. Uh, it's called fucking Crystal something or other. Uh, what's it called? The Crystal Cave or something? Um, I have to find it now. I have to find it. I'm going to tell you exactly what it's called. It's a stupid fucking name. Uh, is this on the Marked by Death soundtrack? Yeah, the song I picked is for the Marked from Death. You know soundtrack. what? I'm, I hate to admit it, but I used to be a massive fan of his. Nico and, like, and I, some great films. Just, like, I, like, yeah. I would get them all. Under Siege. I, yeah, do you remember super. when you got? We see. I think me and you were of a certain age when we got old enough to really get into this. There was already about five of them in the bag. Yeah. Ready to go. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. we went through them yeah. all. Yeah. And, uh, they had a history to go digging for. Digging and there for. was no internet, so you never knew how many they had. And they really. all started the same in a pool hall. Yeah. Where someone disrespects a woman. Some bullshit. The irony. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and he and he batters them with a the pool cue and he snaps it <laughs> on their head and he. And um, yeah. It's always the same bad guys, right? A big bald bad guy with the fingerless gloves. Always. That same guy. Uh, this song is called John Crow. Now this song is on uh, the Mark for Death soundtrack, but I think he re-recorded it for his debut album, which is called something like Songs from the Crystal Cave or some shit like that, and it's a reggae album. 
a fucking reggae album. Now, he went he went off and he hired a load of top shelf musicians to help him make this album, including Stevie Wonder. Right? Fuck off. So Stevie Wonder plays on fucking uh, Steven Seagal's debut album. Yeah, he, he also a, he turned a blind blind eye to all his. So he he brings in loads of these like top shelf Jamaican MCs and fucking DJs and stuff. And what came out? Listen to this song. It is fucking disgraceful. It is fucking disgraceful. His first single was called Alligator Ass. <laughs> his which is which is a sister song of uh, Crocodile Shoes. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Jimmy Nail, Jimmy Nail and Steven Seagal together at last. Um, he has a band. His band are called Thunderbox, which makes me <laughs> so happy. <laughs> Thunderbox. 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 Oh my god! Outrageous. Strangely enough, that was Tracy Lord's nickname for a while as well. Stop that. <laughs> Yeah, Thunderbox. Um, listen, I don't know what I don't know what else to say. Um, except he's, I think he's put two albums out and a load of singles. He's uh, he's put songs on loads of the soundtracks for his films. Um, loads of songs on loads. It's in of my head films. about the piss now. Really? I don't think I need to piss. We don't. It's You're in fine. my fucking head now. You only had to piss like five minutes ago. It's weird. We have it's to stop talking about piss. Now. We have to stop. Yeah, New people. That, this is like the first time they ever listen to the podcast. <laughs> what is wrong? It's with this? Music and piss. What a combination. What a podcast I've stumbled <laughs> on, upon. On. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It, it, uh, the song is fucking atrocious. The album is fucking yeah. atrocious. But the second album, he's kind of left the reggae a little bit behind. And it's just, I don't know what it is. Steven's Steven Seagal doing reggae? Yeah. I remember hearing years ago, just going, this guy is a fucking sap. Yeah, he's a fucking idiot. But uh, listen, I, I don't want to get stuck on it too much. I don't, it's, it's Steven Seagal. The song is John Crow. And uh, I think it's on his first album. Uh, the version I picked is on, uh, for some reason it's shown up as the Mark for that soundtrack. I don't remember pressing that. But uh, it also has like a load of other people, like Jimmy Cliff, the Oneness Band. I, I have fucking no idea. I don't know where that came from. But uh, <laughs> it's, got, it's got a deadly picture of Steven Seagal in it, so click it. Um, yeah, who's your next one? Richard Harris. Oh, yes. One of the best actors of all time. Mm-hmm. Limerick Man. Yep. He's played King Arthur, Dumbledore, and Marcus Aurelius. And he's also played, mm, boo, Oliver Cromwell. Mm. Um, he's also been on this podcast before. Has, Cromwell yeah. has been on the, imagine. We, we couldn't get him on as a guest. No. <laughs> no. Well, do you know what? There's been that many fucking Cromwell relatives mentioned on this podcast as well. I bet you you could find someone yeah. who's related to him. Um, he was... This the song is uh, MacArthur Park from 1960. This song is... The Donna Summer song. Well, it's his song. Yeah. First, well, yeah. it's... It's not... It's Jimmy Webb's song written. Yeah. Jimmy Webb wrote this for um, The Associates, I think is the band name. Mm. And the producer went... I wanted... When I said incorporate classical elements I meant the odd violin not yeah. an entire seven and a half minute a big arrangement weird yeah. arrangement of yeah. mad time signatures and it's the weirdest one of the weirdest pop songs of all time mm. but back then as Jimmy Webb said in interviews back then sur- surreal lyrics and yeah. surreal ideas were all the rage in the 60s because of all the drugs of course so it was normal <laughs> the, the lyrics to the song are um, are the same lyrics that Donna used yeah yeah yeah, yeah. MacArthur's Park is melting in the dark, all the sweet green, green icing flowing down. Someone left a cake out in the rain. Mm. I don't think that I can take it because it took so long to bake it. Like gunships and, off the belt of Orion. And I'll never have that recipe again. <laughs> it's just so funny to hear him singing that. Yeah. And it's, I, I was like, 
I, I almost didn't want to know what the fuck he was talking about, but because I have to do a podcast on this song and picked it, I had to check it out. It's a thing. So what happened was J- Jimmy Webb was having a relationship with a girl who broke up with him and his heart was broken. And MacArthur Park was where they would meet for lunch all the time. Okay. She, worked, she worked close by. She ended up marrying, I think, Linda Ronstadt's cousin. Mm. And a funny story about Jimmy Webb was he snuck into the wedding. Okay. And he hid in the gardener's shed to watch the whole thing. Well, his little heart was breaking. Ah, oh, Jimmy Webb. Ah, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy. So, um, he was Richard Harris's drinking buddy for a while. Mm. And Richard Harris was not really known for singing. He, he sang in a couple of his films or whatever mm. like that, especially roles where, and obviously because he's a stage trained theatrical theater actor. Yeah, he, genius, he has to sing. Genius actor, yeah. Yeah. Um, he used to just play a bit of piano while Jimmy Webb was there. Yeah. And then, uh, he goes, well, drunken, we should do some music together like that. I was like, mm. yeah, grand. Jimmy Webb taught no more of it. Got a telegram. And the telegram is hilarious. Now, I know telegrams have to be short and sweet. Yeah. But uh, the telegram just said, um, oh, geez, I have to find this now because I had to write it down. It was hilarious. It just said, dear, dear Jimmy Webb, come London, make record. Love, Richard. <laughs> Amazing. Mad so they did that. They went over and they made a few songs. A lot of the songs from uh, Richard Harris's debut album called uh, A Tramp Shining, which is a oh, brilliant fucking name. A Tramp, a tramp Shining. Shining. Yeah. Uh, and they did MacArthur Park, a seven and a half minute long yeah. epic pop song. Yeah, the original that, song, the original that. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, Donna Summer covered it with Georgia Marauder. Mm. Um, it's a fucking incredible song. It's brilliant. It's th- that version is that fantastic as well. Yeah. Fucking outrageous. Um, and it was the first... It was her first US number one, mm. and therefore Jimmy Webb's first US number one ever of all time. I have I have MacArthur Park on seven inch, and it's got this cool fucking thing at the end of it. It's the only one I own that I know that does this. There's a weird loop back in the groove. So when it gets to the last riff, just the last kind of four bars of the riff, it loops back in itself. So it's like it, it will play infinitely. Yeah. So when the song is almost over, it like it has this weird crossover in the groove nice. that it brings it back. To the start of that riff again, and it just plays the riff infinitely forever. So it was obviously designed for like uh, disco DJs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So the the end. But that's a really weird song to pick. I think Marauder, when he was trying to pick a song to do with Donna Summer, he wanted something a bit mad. To 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 he wanted to do a version of a song that no one expected him to do. So it's a good idea if you're doing disco is to do something mad like that. Was I feel love after that before that? That was I think that was after. No, no, yeah, because I feel love would have been horror forced, would have been a number one, surely. Yeah, but so, and this was horror forced, number one. Mm. Anyway, that's MacArthur Park is an absolute legend of a song. It's long. It's it's his voice. He brings a massive amount of drama to it because he's a drama actor. Who's your next one? My next one is uh, Samantha Fox. Yeah, I had this on on my short yeah. list. Uh, so we obviously we had this is the one where we did a draft system so yeah yeah uh, so Samantha Fox I, I don't know whether if you are younger than us you're not going to know who Samantha Fox is I don't think um, Samantha Gorgeous. Fox was famous for being Jesus it's a very very English thing it's hard it's even hard to explain uh, she was a glamour model which is essentially the English way of saying that she done like topless page three yes yeah, so page tab- three, tab- tabloid but that's again that's very British um uh, Irish people kind of understand that because we we had those newspapers as well. Um, so she was a glamour Imagine, model. 
boobs in your average newspaper. Yeah, exactly. So uh, essentially, a kid, a kid would have access yeah, basically to pornography yeah, at any stage, anytime you wanted. So the whole idea was back in the day, uh, you would buy uh, pretty much any newspaper, bar the real serious ones like the or the Times or something like that. Yeah. But then you're kind of tabloidy bullshit, Sun Star, Mirror, blah blah blah. They only had boobs of information. Yes, exactly. That would, they would that have would be your that would be. <laughs> that's what would tantalize you there yeah stocks titillate you (laughs) (laughs) but the 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 more you think about that it's mental it's mad it's fucking insane like a nude woman every third page or not every not every third page there was the third page right and then there was what the daily sport was it that was just porn with the odd the odd bit of football football result you know what I mean Lexi Lalas there exactly yeah yeah. (laughs) so on the the third page of all these tabloids there would be a topless young girl and it was huge. It was a full page. Full page. Yeah. Full colour. Full, and it was just a topless girl, every tabloid, every fucking day. That's just the way. It, it was fucking insane. This is the 80s, right? So, <laughs> the more you think about yeah, it's that. fucking insane. So Samantha, this is really, this really gets double fucked up. Samantha Fox started as a glamour model doing topless shots at the age of 16. Yeah, they used to get 16 year olds in. Yeah. Now, she done it because uh, she wanted to do it, apparently, but more so than anything else, her parents wanted her to do it. So they signed off on all the, they gave permission for her to appear topless in the newspaper. I was going to show you. Now, before she was a glamour model at the age of 16, she had already uh, put out a single. She was supposed to be a musician. Right. Now, it's hard to get information on it, but the song that was put out. Because you were looking at all the pictures? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Duh. Um, and <laughs> Jesus Christ she was supposed to be a musician she released her first single in 1983 this is before the glamour modeling days and uh, the song this is weird the song was written by somebody to do with Deep Purple right I don't remember what the name of the song was but someone who had something to do with Deep Purple I don't know whether it was a member of Deep Purple Deep Purple shallow pink more like exactly <laughs> oh so no need for that. Someone from Deep Purple. It could have been a band they formed after Deep Purple or some shit like that wrote this song for Samantha Fox. Richie Blackmore, call now, now. I don't know. Yeah, horrible band. I don't <laughs> I'm know. I'm only joking. It's, not, it's probably not him. I don't know who it was. Well, to be fair, this was when she was just... Johnny Babby at this stage. Yeah. Like, real kid. Um, so Can't hang that she on does, Purple now. Exactly. She, she does her glamour modelling career. She decides to knock it on the head and she, decides, she comes out with a song called Touch Me. It's a great song. 1986. Well, it's and a great song. It's, it's, it's very of the twin. 80s pop. It's very of the twin. But it fucking explodes. It's fucking huge. It's number one in 17 countries. Countries Jesus, that, that do big. not know what a glamour model is or a page three is yeah. or anything like that. They only know now Samantha they Fox. They put that in her nudies and the newspaper every day. Every exactly. day. Every now, day. The, the, here's where it gets fucking weird, I, I think, is that I think that the, the song would have been very popular because of her glamour career. Now, the song is good. It stands on its own merit. But I think that once word got out that this girl who has this music video and we're seeing shots of her, she's a good-looking girl, that we know now there's loads of pictures of her with her tits out. That's, ov- that's going to back it up. Well, it will be a talking point exactly. in England massively yeah but I'm talking about even worldwide once word gets out that she's done topless modelling before everybody starts talking about this well, Samantha was thing in England before it went I, I don't know right. I, don't, I, don't, I couldn't tell you I, 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 I can tell you that fucking it launched it was 1986 and fucking within I think a couple of weeks it was, uh, se- it was n- number one in 17 different countries um, she'd done six albums in total she actually released one in 2005 which is real weird yeah she still kept going with uh, yeah she kept going but she would have been like the 1980s most popular Glamour yeah. model. Um, 
and what's fucked up about it is that like, the first thing I go to when I'm talking about this woman's pop career is her fucking glamour model days because well that's part of this podcast to be fair exactly like but at the same time like it is what brought her into the public eye I, I don't know whether she could have launched a pop career off the back of not being a page three to be honest with you I think she could have because it was the 80s and that song no she might not have got that song yeah yeah okay that's what I'm saying. Like they, they are part and parcel of each other. Mm. Like one launched the other, and I think the the back end of that one then was just more content for people to well, talk that's about. That's kind of a common theme with this. Absolutely, podcast. they're all linked together. They're, they're, they're but that song, at the, at the that song was so it was huge and it was huge for years. Mm. It was one of those kind of birthday party songs, you know what I mean? Where it was played at every fucking wedding and birthday party. But yeah, uh, Samantha Fox. Um, Another thing about Samantha Fox is, if you're a fella and you like her, you can't have her. Winner doesn't like the fellas. Is she gay? I think so, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't I know she's that. married. I've no idea. I, I, I didn't go that deep into it. I'm almost know. positive, yeah. I've no idea. Yeah, no, it's not the fuck. Fair play. Fucking fair play to her missus as well. You can't have that. Got a hold of a little rocket. Little <laughs> rocket she is. <laughs> little rocket. You sound like someone who reads one of those papers now. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> she's a little rocket. Rubbing, rubbing, her, legs, yeah. rubbing her legs slowly. Yeah. She's a uh, beauty. She's brilliant and I have a lot of time for that song. It's yeah. brilliant. It's brilliant uh, song. Who's your next one? My next one is Paul Medford and Letitia Dean. The song is Something Out of Nothing. What hell do I know them names? Because it's Sharon from EastEnders. Fuck up. Sharon from EastEnders and Kelvin Carpenter from EastEnders. Fuck off. So, in the mid-80s, EastEnders had a storyline where some of these people joined a band mm. the band was called the band B-A-N-N-E-D the band uh. and they were called the band because they got kicked out of Queen Vic in their first uh. gig <laughs> <laughs> this song is on an album called um, Peg- EastEnders Peggy's Theme fuck off and the first song is called Peggy's Theme this was uh, EastEnders writer's attempt to sort of get a grey area between real life mm. and the show the show so yeah. in the show these people were releasing like Ian Beale was in the band life imitating art yeah. so Ian Beale and stuff was in the band and uh, they like did a few little competitions like song competitions and, and they threw it out on the Queen Vic and stuff like that but the song was quite big in mm. real life because obviously to capitalise on it they released it yeah, and this was a storyline that they were hoping was going to take off yeah. and you know the connoisseurs of EastEnders were having none yeah. of us <laughs> they were like god no this is not for us Jesus but Christ. to be fair it got to number two in the charts I believe Um, they they really tr- apparently it was a real attempt to tie in like more of this they were mm. going to try and do this a lot but because it was so, it was affecting EastEnders so badly that they just kind of knocked on the head but in that time I think they had two let it die yeah the the band they weren't called the band it was called Paul Medford and Letitia yeah um, it's one of the worst songs I've ever heard it's something out of nothing I would call it nothing out of absolutely <laughs> absolutely nothing um, it's written by Simon May that guy that wrote the EastEnders team do, do, really? do, do. F- famous song is it the second most famous drum roll apart from Philip Collins in the air tonight and the same it's the same yeah I'm pretty sure I've even ripped that off at some stage in my career. Everyone career, <laughs> state yeah. My bedroom songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the, 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 <laughs> bedroom the, songs. That's Come what. Here. That's what the fuck. Yeah, that's what, that's what my music Come is. Come here. What are you having for breakfast? What am I having breakfast tomorrow? Yeah, tomorrow, like 
Why are you asking me that? I don't know. I'm thinking about, thinking about what I'm going to have for breakfast tomorrow. Is this sto- is this story boring you so much? No, no, no. It's just this is, my brain works in about four different quadrants. Tomorrow, um, knowing that I didn't go shopping today when I was supposed to, I will have my one remaining uh, portside potato waffle and I will probably stick some <coughs> beans on it or else I think of an egg left. That'll do. Uh, both. Double up. Double up, yeah. Do you have any cheese? Double up. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. you got to yeah, put cheese on it. Yeah, yeah. Put cheese in your beans. Not, yeah, but not on the egg. I'm worried about putting cheese oh, on no, the egg. Oh, yeah. I had a... A roll with fried eggs and uh, grated cheese. In the I really thought you were breakfast. building up to a joke here. No, I'm not. I'm just telling you what I had for breakfast. <laughs> and I think I might have the same tomorrow. <laughs> well, I might have scrambled egg on uh, toast. That's what I have. Anyway, yeah, EastEnders, yeah. <laughs> so apparently in the show, they've made light of it up until like 2010 where Ian Beale was going through his photos and they pulled out a picture of the band. Really? And he said to... Sh- now, the weird thing about Letitia Dean is, right, I had a massive crush on Horn as a kid. Like that, like... Which one is she? The booby blonde. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I know. I say booby blonde. It's such a, we're getting very English. The booby blonde. She a booby blonde, isn't she? Sharon from EastEnders was one of my first crushes as a kid. I don't know what's going on. Football and bleeding. So Barbara's in the one podcast. I haven't a clue what's going on. Um, funny story about that was um, she went out with Ed Bourne, the Irish comedian, yeah. for years. Yeah. And he was in Fibbers <laughs> one time. And I, t- I almost made the joke. I was like, you're with Letitia Dean. She's fucking gorgeous. But I decided to not do that. You just wore the face up instead. Yeah. No, well, no. <laughs> he, uh, Edward, it was weird. We were in Fibbers. And I think we were just, he's a lovely fella. Because his brother drank at Fibbers as well. Nice guy as well. Um, and Ed Bourne was, in, and we were all on a dance floor. I remember, for some reason, we were all jumping on each other during Rage Against the Machine. Mm. And Ed Bourne jumped on my back. And I was like, he's way heavier than I thought he'd be. Really? I dropped, I dropped him. He's only doing it, fella. Yeah, well, I don't know. He just dropped him. Ed Bourne. Well, he jumps in their back. Of course. He was in Fibbers quite a bit. You know, mm. you'd see him every now and then. He's a nice fella. Uh, he was going out with Letitia Dean. I was infinitely jealous about that as well. Dort. Yeah, infinitely jealous. You dort fucker. About uh, Sharon from EastEnders. Because her name is Letitia Dean, which is a much more interesting name. Yeah, than much Sh- better. Sharon Watts. Sharon Watts. Sharon Watts. Sharon Watts. Yeah, she would have been my, one of my first crushes. Really? And uh, that song with. Uh, with Paul Medford it is terrible. I'm gonna have a listen to that. You should have a listen to I it. Will. Listen to the whole Peggy's team EP. Sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah, so there's two big songs off it that were big in England. The storyline was a failure. Mm. They they banished that. Um trying to cash in outside EastEnders, risky manoeuvre. Yeah. I think they didn't they do like EastEnders Monopoly and all at one stage. Oh god. Mm. To be fair, soap operas were so big on one stage they were just they took over the world. I have a I have a friend from London and I constantly call EastEnders, his news. I'm like, do you watch the news today? <laughs> is EastEnders even set in, in London? The, East, the East End of London. I don't know. I yeah. hate, hate London's kip. I'm not a big fan of London it's either. Fuck a shit out. No, it's got some nice places, but yeah, London itself is one of the rudest. Fu- yeah. I sound like Alan Partridge now. Yeah. It's so One rude. of the rudest places yeah, in England. Kip. It's a fucking kip. Uh, and it takes four hours to get anywhere. Yeah, even though they have the yeah. amazing... Amazing public transport. Amazing yeah. public transport. But it goes nowhere, anywhere near where you want to go. All the gigs are on in Camden down, and you have to go to Camden, like the cultural spot of London. Fuck oh off. god! Yeah. Oh. Funny story about Camden. It's where it's, a kip. Uh, it's where uh, Sean Bean drinks, and apparently he was was he stabbed in Camden? I went back to finish his point before going to the hospital. I thought you were talking about fucking Sean Hughes. Was like he dead? Of a stab wound? No. A <laughs> Sha- drink. Sean Bean <laughs> apparently was in an altercation and got. Oh, they're stabbed. No, he got stabbed, yeah. I went back to finish his point. Finish his point. Before he got, no, I got a hospital. Hard fucker. Yeah. He lasted longer than he does in the films, <laughs> anyway. But I'm bummed. Doom, 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 bush. <laughs> and on that cliffhanger, what's our next one? Robert Downey Jr. 
Yeah, I didn't know this. I honestly didn't know this. Uh, uh, we talked about this before. This there's a bunch of uh, actors who had solid music careers at the same time as well, um, but Robert Downey Jr. is not one of them. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he like talk about a comeback for his career, though. Oh yeah, mm. because he is a great actor. Mm. He is a great actor. All down to Burger King. And again, Burking twice on this podcast. Jesus Christ, hit, hitting all the notes. Burking. Apparently, at his lowest point, like absolute, like fucked up on all sorts of drugs, gargled, the whole shebang. They they replicated it in uh, one of the Iron Man films, where he uh, at like fucking nine o'clock in the morning, he'd been out for like a week. He's in shite, and he has this absolute moment of clarity. He goes into Burger King, boys like a whopper, and he just sits down on this like, grassy knoll overlooking Los Angeles, and he has this moment of clarity where he just decides, I can't drink or do drugs anymore. Eats his burger. That Whopper was so good. It's so good. Because this is what I want to live yeah. for. Do you know, it's probably gave him fucking food poison and he couldn't, <laughs> he couldn't do fucking anything for two weeks. But yeah, they, they replicate it in one of the Iron Man movies, I think. I am. That's almost like the uh, David Hasselhoff burger story, except yeah. pretty sure he still kept going with the gargle. It's not like the one where he tried to fucking strangle someone with a burger or something. No, he, he came home Oh, I remember that the video went on the internet. His, his daughter, his daughter put him, it up. Him lying on the ground when he ate a burger. Oh, and there's like lettuce all over his yeah, chest. Yeah, you know what? I don't care. I prefer, <laughs> I prefer that David Hasselhoff than the one we have now. I picked that one. <laughs> Fucking funnier. More entertaining. Do you uh, want to do a, quick, a real quick thing about David Hasselhoff? Mm-hmm. And I want people to search this out. Because I tried to find this on Spotify. And it's not on Spotify. It's barely on YouTube. I don't even know if it is on YouTube. There is a Night Rider Christmas song. Really? And it's called The Night the Kids Saved Christmas. Oh my god. And it starts with dun, dun, little, little, dun, 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 oh, and he starts rapping about Christmas where Santa, <sighs> it was Christmas time, kids come in the That's kitchen. literally how it starts. Of course. It was Christmas time. And kids sleeping everywhere. <laughs> blah blah right. And then all of a sudden, right? What happens is Santa's reindeers pass out or <laughs> and something. Kid has and kid has to <laughs> <laughs> and it, and it has, but it has the Night Runner team tune over it and he's rapping over and then the, here is kids and all the stops he goes the night kid saved oh. Christmas saving and Santa Claus so that's, yeah. that's fucking that can die in a fire that song um, Robert Downey Jr is born in 1965 uh, he sang in a bunch of soundtracks for uh, movies he done uh, like Chaplin and Kiss Kiss Bang Bang stay in your lane Robert Downey yeah, Jr exactly. there's a lot of people in this podcast not staying in their lane yeah. but he done he done kind of well he covered a Joni Mitchell song called River uh, that was on an Ali McBeal album of all things he was in that wasn't he yeah for a little actually while, yeah. this is Von the Shepherd song you picked oh I don't fucking know that's the girl who did this Ali McBeal soundtrack yeah 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 that could be it I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't know this week ago. It is. Yeah. I this well, actually, this song is off the best of Ali McBeal. Yeah, you're dead right. Yeah, because when I, when I saw it on the list, I was like, Fond the, "This song could be on his album as well." It um, is. I think yeah. it is because like I, I clicked into his link. You know, yeah. he has loads of his own songs before you picked the Van Shepard song. Yeah, but the, this song is on his album as well. It's this also is, the, mo- is it's the most popular one that he's done as well. Yeah, yeah. This is a Spotify thing where I would have clicked the song from. Uh, in the album, and it's it, it done that already with fucking Steven Seagal. It's given me a new link completely. The song is still the yeah, same song, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's not the song from the album that I picked. Yeah, it's yeah. just Spotify. It's, it's, thing it's it actually, it's cool that it's kind of aggregating them together and putting them all together. Now, but, bit, but it's confusing for us, though. So. It's a bit strange. Yeah. So uh, he got he got kind of famous by doing this song called River, which is a Johnny Mitchell song, um, which is again on another Ali McBeal album. Um, he released his first album in 2004. It's called The Futurist, and it's this weird jazzy folk album. It's eight songs. Um, two of them are covers, I think. Now, eight original songs and two covers. Jesus. Uh, it was produced Jesus. by a guy called Jonathan Ellis, and uh, he's kind of famous for doing uh, Grace Jones, Yes, Duran Duran. Um, 
he when the album came out apparently like two weeks after the album came out he said fuck that like one and done that's bullshit um, he, he knew straight away he'd fucked up yeah. So he uh, he never he never done it again. He uh, decided. I think he gave some like interview. Where he was like, oh, you know, uh, music was fun to do and I enjoyed the experience. But I want to yeah, spend. M- m- yeah, music was fun to do, but uh, I, I wouldn't go back. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to spend more time with my family yeah. and my kids. And all. you ask me, cunt, if you were fucking like if that album done well, had to be thirteen million Robert yeah. Downey Jr. albums. We know. But listen, again, I can't get more into it. Robert Downey Jr. has an album. He gave uh, it a go. He gave it a shot. He shouldn't have. But uh, I don't even know what fucking year the album came out. Sorry, two thousand and four. You should have known better by then. Yeah, I was thinking that's very late to be fucking trying that crap. This should have been pre burger You know what I mean? Is that... <laughs> what year was the Force Iron Man now? Uh, 2000 and something. I don't remember. Maybe, uh, Probably around the same time. Yeah, hopefully been... hopefully this album was before that. Anyway. Yeah. You know Not... Tom Morello's in that movie? From Reggie Anson. He is. Yeah, he's right, one yeah. of the fucking cave lads with the guns. Uh, anyway, yeah, who's your next one? My next one is uh, Paris Hilton. Jesus, do you remember this? Paris Hilton. Speaking of fucking... Well, well, hang on, go on, nothing. Oh, <laughs> hang on, uh, saps. Speaking of saps, speaking of Iron Man, <laughs> not <too far>. yeah. <laughs> speaking of eating a burger, speaking of worst blowjob ever. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, though, it looks like the first one she ever saw. Like, I think, I think there might be video evidence of the first dick she ever saw. <laughs> Not one of our best efforts in, in our career. Yeah, this song is better than that blowjob. <laughs> this, so- <laughs> this song is called Heartbeat and a bet of Don Johnson Heartbeat to this playlist. Oh, because really? I had a lot of actors. Now Paris Hilton might consider herself an actress. Yeah, I don't know what she is. Um, I'm not being bad to Paris Hilton because I have a few good things to say about her during this, but actress, no. No. She was in House of House Wax. House of Wax. She got stabbed in the but she, Yeah, she, but she's not even in it for long, I don't think. No, she gets killed instantly. Yeah, like a lot like of people, first 10 minutes or something. Yeah, a lot of people will, will do a movie if they're trying to break through but they'll say by the way you're getting massacred yeah. in the fourth scene in a horror movie and mm. that's it yeah mm. um, obviously Paris Hilton is well known to be a businesswoman socialite I'll say this about Paris Hilton she is a good businesswoman or else she has she's fucking great, surrounded by business people she yeah her dad is Conrad Hilton yeah she couldn't really make a bad one if Hilton she decided hotel. yeah I don't know she could have no like what all of her she could have been pro with them blowjobs didn't happen. <laughs> Should have called Tracy Lords. Oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Tell me about the song quick. I keep thinking about that terrible sex slave. Quick. Quick. <laughs> I can't get broke. over it. I can't it's, get over it. I remember when we were young. And Do you remember? I watched that. I was, it was like, in black and white. In sepia. Yeah. No, it was in <laughs> Life Vision. No, my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, life was in Life Vision. It was grainy. It was grainy. Um, yeah, go on. <laughs> she uh, she tried to work with a few people uh, be, to, to get this album out because she apparently she had a vision of how it should sound. That's fine. But she, I'm she not, started off. As a, I'm not going to start putting her down. She and, DJed and for a while. Oh, this was after. She? No, this was after. Oh, was it? The DJ and that was after, and it was. <sighs> Listen, the girl tries everything. Of course. Uh, Cling on. I left you open for that one. I'm not doing. I'm not. I'm not biting anymore. Sorry, we've moved on. Um, she has the money. Basically, she has the money to fail. I'm not being bad. I'm not being bad. I'm not trying to, no, I'm not trying, to put, I'm not trying to put her fucking shit down. But she does have the money to absolutely fail and try stuff, which is not bad. Now the fragrances, <laughs> the fragrances, the, the reality TV shows, the clothes mm. are all do very did very well. And she does have the ability to reinvent herself. Yeah. She she has she either knows or she has people to step in and go. Don't do that. Do do that. Yeah. Um. The album was a success. The album Paris. 
uh, in 2006 was a success. The song is Heartbeat, like I said. Um, it sold 200,000 copies in the US and 600,000 worldwide. That's solid enough. What year? Ish. 2006. Fuck. Yeah. Um, I, this song, it's passable. Yeah. It's passable pop music. But like, to be fair, she could have had like a good crew of producers in like... Oh, she absolutely did. Yeah, but, yeah, but like, but she, like she solid producer. She tried a few. I'm not saying she fucking sat down with a piano. She in tried room. a few um, to to work with a few rappers first, and she said that stuff was a bit too rappy for me. Ooh. Too rappy. I have a I have a, <laughs> I have a long standing career in pop to look after her. Mm. She didn't have a long standing pop and career, but I will say this to her: it worked, and a lot of things that Paris Hilton does work. But she's one of these kind of influencer trendsetter kind of before that was really a thing. She was one of them, like absolutely. But I have to say this: uh, for a socialite, she keeps reinventing herself, and she picks the right projects. Yeah, she like for this instance, we can take the piss out of Paris Hilton all you want, but eight hundred thousand albums. Yeah, solid for her debut. Fucking right. Now, a lot of the reviews and stuff have said, and I read interesting. I'm just interested to see what people said about the album. They all said the same thing. It's passable pop. Some of them got a bit more bitter. Like, she bought this career. Yeah. Other people don't get to buy a career like this. Mm. Um, Understandable as well. It's Paris Hilton. She does... She's like... Of all the people we've mentioned, the only thing she hasn't done is football. Like Alexi Lapis. Yeah. She's done TV shows. She's done uh, adult films. <laughs> yeah, well, by accident. Yeah. Not by accident. Well... Oh, yeah, she might have been apart, apart from Pamela Anderson she, she might have been one of the first people that realised that a leaked sex tape ends you up ends you up good ends grammar ends you up yeah. you end up with, you can work it to your favour yeah do you know what they should have done they should have waited another hour and had the second take do you know what I mean should have, that, like, that, that could have been the demo reel it is like you know, remember the first time you tried a freaky foot ice pop and you realised you yeah. didn't like it? Yeah, But you paid for it, yeah. so you eat it What's anyway. What's foam? So you eat yeah. it anyway. Yeah. That's what that scene was like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. What do I do again? Uh, Some director behind her. This is Look disgusting. <laughs> Get this out of my mouth <laughs> now. Quick, our pop career, quick. I'm not no, I can't. I can't. <laughs> quick, quick. Our pop career. Um, who's your last one? All right. Last one for me is Troilish Gambino, Donald Glover. Yeah, very talented thief. A oh, very talented guy, I mean. Jesus, he's a horrible thief and cunt. I don't think he's a thief. No, it's We'll get into this in a second. Hang yeah. on. Uh, so, I, I think he might be the daddy of all of them currently. He's the one who seems to have equal music and acting He career. is... Yeah, well, well, no, there's people as good. Yeah, but I'm talking about like... In uh, this playlist, yeah, he's definitely yeah, the one he's, who, he's the daddy. who is nailing both of them. Yeah, so he um, released a bunch of mixtapes um, himself, just messing around the home. I think he's he's like a military brat, isn't he? So he doesn't really even have like a hometown or city. I think his, his parents really? are military, so he's just kind of jumped around. So he just kind of fell. He fell in love with hip hop at an early age, and eventually, well, he was doing. He, he was acting when he started doing the mixtapes. Yeah, he was known as Donald Glover. He was well known. Before we, he weirdly, out. I've been following his career since he was putting up his first YouTube videos. Yeah, on his own. Well, or sorry, with his crew, um, Derek Comedy. Yeah, Derek Comedy. He used to be mad into. YouTube comedy. Remember when YouTube Force was really kicking off, mm. and it was all like comedy groups realizing they didn't need a network, PBS yeah. or whatever. Like that. And I was following. That I was following. I hate to go like I was following Donald Gruber, mm. but it's just amazing to see how far he's come from those videos. Because those videos, you career. Me and my mates used to watch those Derek comedy videos and send each other, and they are genuinely the dude's t- comic timing. He's brilliant. You could tell from that. T- he has one called the Spelling Bee. Well, go and watch uh, Derek comedy Spelling Bee, or 
skateboard. Okay. And this guy, you could tell, is like, there's absolutely no way he's going to stay in YouTube. Yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's built for it. And he he went on to Thirty Rock, didn't he? Thirty Rock Force, I think. Yeah. And then I'm not going to ruin all your yeah. fucking shit here, but yeah, yeah. It was just, I found it mad that this is one person I have literally followed since they went on YouTube. Yeah. And and it's, it's skyrocket. Listen, he's he's huge. As an actor, he's huge. As a musician, he's huge. He's a great actor. Um, he got the name Childish Gambino from the Wu Tang Name Generator website. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. which we which yeah we, we, we all messed around with there a while ago. I yeah. can't remember what my name was, but uh, Lion yeah. Slashing. Is that no, the, that's Ken. I can't remember what my name is. Uh, but yeah, on the on Wu Tang Clan dot net or whatever it is their official website, they have a Wu Tang name generator where you can put your name in and press go, and it gives you your Wu Tang name. So he put his name Donald Glover in. The first thing that came back was Childish Gambino. Was like, That'll do. Is Gambino not already mean kid, baby? Uh, no, Gambino was a, was a mafia family. Oh yeah. Um, what am I thinking of? Bambino. Bambino. Thinking? Bambino was child. Yeah. Um, uh, Gambino's a mafia family, yeah. So he got that out of the Wu Tang name generator. I think after that they took Gambino out of it, so there couldn't be any other Gambinos. That's um, born in 1983, um, so like I said, he released a lot of mixtapes independently. He ended up uh, signing with a record company called Glass Note Records, who I think might be English. I'm not sure. In 2011, the debut album is called Camp. The song I picked is Bonfire. That's my favorite song. It's off this album. I love it the bits. It's also uh, how to do this to. But that's a Millie boy, little Wayne. A Millie, a Millie, a Millie. Yeah. Listen, every song he has. Let's not. Let's let's fucking let's call it here. <laughs> I love. You see the reason I, I was listening to Bonfire going. That's deadly. I feel yeah. it. But I feel like I, I, mm. I say I must have heard it before from him. Then I went. You know when you rap over drums and you kick the bass in every yeah four, boom, yeah boom. yeah. No, that's not. Yeah. That's not owned by Lil Wayne. No, but it's. Emily, but yeah, that's I, yeah, I'm with you. I, I agree. Yeah. He is he is being called out in it a thousand times. Like fucking Redbone is I only want to be with you by Beauty Collins. Like he's being called. Uh, and this is America. This is America. Is some it's uh, Christian rapper. I can't remember yeah, his fucking name. If you check out if you check out on YouTube, this is America original. You'll see a song, and it's it's too hard to argue. Yeah, you can't argue with it because it's it's all of its elements yeah. have been copied straight. Mm. The, the choir bit gospel choir yeah. and then going into he's, the he's a known robber right now or here's else, the thing or else when he's off doing a, yes. it, was he's off doing a film is that he, one it, I think so right. so I don't know if he's actually robbing them robbing these songs or if whoever he has doing production work from is just doing it and he's too busy to put the work in so he's just showing up and off he goes like well, this sounds great and then all of a sudden the internet gets a hold of yeah, it I've got, so, I've got the movie Solo to be doing exactly which was I moved to be bollocks uh, so yeah he's, he's been hung out the dry a thousand times. And he's, he's, he's also, at the same time, he's writing, directing and starring in Atlanta, which is a phenomenal TV show. It's a great television show. Uh, he's won four Grammys for music alone. Uh, he's put out three albums so far and a couple of EPs and compilations and stuff like that. The record label he's on, which is uh, strange, they have like Churches, Mumford & Sons, Temper Trap, Little Green Cars. It's more it's weird indie label. Yeah. Um, that's putting out the Churches. Well, very stuff. big bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in, in that scene, yeah. Um, but it, it, it's 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 just weird that he's on that record label. I find that kind of kind of strange. Um, I don't know who is putting them out in America because they're all pretty much English cars, English this bands. Is America, yeah, this is America. Uh, yeah, I, I think he's the daddy of them all. I think he's the most popular. Whether he's the most talented or not, I don't know. He is a great rapper. I can't take that away he, from he him. He can I listen a lot. Of lyrically, music, he's very good. A lot of his music is his. I just found that 
some of it is it reminds me of a lot of hip hop and I don't even know that much hip hop to, yeah. to get into it but the ones I recognise I was like oh. yeah he is a lifter like let's get that out yeah. out in the fucking he's open he's super fucking talented though. he is very like, lyrically he's great his flow is super um, the way he kind of presents himself is very interesting the, the video for that This is America is fantastic you can't take anything away from that video oh it's you can't incredible take, whatever the song and it's a good song it's just yeah. didn't really feel like his but the video is absolutely it's and super. super important as well it really is incredible. Uh, is that us? I think that's our singers who are not originally singers yeah. or maybe where or whatever. We don't know them for that. Yeah, exactly. Non-singers, sing. Exactly, exactly. Sing uh, now. So as always, thank you very much for listening. And uh, if you like what you're hearing, go and support us on patreon.com. It doesn't go unnoticed. It, uh, well, definitely not. <laughs> I get an email. <laughs> uh, yeah, patreon.com forward slash lost our podcast and it's facebook.com uh, forward slash lost our podcast. Again, if you don't want to throw us um, money, which is fine, perfectly fine. Share it, rate or review. Tell on your iTunes mates. Would be handy yeah, like rating and review on an iTunes and on apps like that is mad important. It's nearly as important as like sharing it on Facebook or something or telling people. Uh, we're doing our best. We're banging them out. We haven't missed a week yet. No, we which haven't. Is, I, I haven't done that ever. Uh, I don't think I've ever been so committed to anything, which is a terrible thing to say for a man of my age. Um. I'm very committed. Yeah, actually, well, we didn't. We whenever we miss one, you won't know about it because we put two in before the week. Yeah, yeah, we've, we we'll often record sometimes we two or three in a week. Uh, and there was a big announcement this week about an Irish music festival. There was, yeah, Sunstroke, Sunstroke, uh, Faint No More playing early. My favorite band are Faint No More. Uh, Deftones refused. Killing joke. Remember. Killing joke. You gonna yeah. go to it? No. No, you, I can't imagine you at a festival. I fuck, hate festivals. No, they're terrible. Yeah, they're I can't terrible. do it. Even if it's 20 minutes down the road. It's kind of annoying one. me is that that's going to be a very busy week for me because I've got Tonstroke if I go. And then I was I already bought my ticket to Grass Pop, which mm. Deftones... Week before? Week after? Week, uh, the weekend after. Grass Pop is. And that's got Killing killing Joke and Deftones hooked me in the most. And now they're playing down the road. Yeah. However, our down the road is fucking grim. Yeah. Grim. Getting in and out of that place where Sunstroke was being held is... Fucking grim. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, the old one was in the RDS arena. That's right. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Just do it again. Just do it again. Please. Fuck the camping. You know what I mean. Just do it. Well, I'm not gonna be camping. Well, you imagine camping in um, Ireland? Are you mad? And like, we have a grass pop. We bought. We bought little chalets. Fucking near, right. Nearby. I can't be doing tents. No, oh fuck age, no. Man. No, absolutely not. I like camping. I'm not around. I do like. I'm not around other people. Not around a mutants who've been drinking and smoking weed all day. Absolutely not. No thanks. No. Last time I tried to camp at a festival, someone. Came within about six inches of running over my tent in a car. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no. And so that was the end of that. I slept in my own motor <laughs> and I got up at six o'clock in the morning and I drove home. So, absolutely not. I slept in an armored box. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. That's the first big rock. That's our first big rock festival in 20 odd years. Yeah, yeah, and what was probably Sunstroke was probably the last one. Wasn't it? Or, well, we're, not, we're talking about Witness and all that, but well, you've got there, wasn't, there wasn't people like at the gates playing that. What was the one in Daily Mount? Um, Daily Mount Park and Fibsbury, that was a big one. Oh, it's left me. I'll remember it for next week. I can't remember what it's yeah. called. I've um, had too many points on me now. Yeah, yeah, points are delicious. Oh, points. Unreal points. Anyway, we'll leave it at that for this week and we'll be back again next week. Uh, we have stuff we've been talking about for months. That's for the Patreons. Now it's finally starting to... Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's starting to get together. We, we could end up with an injury. Actually, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, we, we, we that's have how our, weird it's going to be. We have our props. Um, now it's just finding time and the space to do it. But you Patreons deserve it. You Patreons. Did you hear that? Dirty, filthy Patreon. Whores. Good night. <laughs>